Welcome to the Retro Media Talk Podcast. I'm Steve Montgomery. I'm here with Steve Lego. And we're going back to 1978. A movie that opened July 28th, 1978 to be exact. And it only cost $3 million to make and grossed like 140 to $141 million. We are talking about Animal House. National Lampoon's Animal House. National Lampoon's, that's correct. Before you get into the movie, what you thought of it, when was the last time before this 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 time, you know, watching it? What, did you watch it last night? Something? Uh, I watched it this morning, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, morning movie. All right. <laughs> you should be real fresh. <laughs> yeah. I was going to watch it last night, but then I was getting tired, and I was like, I'm just going to fall asleep, so let me just watch it when I wake up in the morning. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, so uh, last time before this time, what was it? Like 10 years or more? Yeah, it's probably at least 20. At least 20 20. years. Yeah, at least. Probably more than that. That's probably when the the DVD came out and they had a whole, like, you know, reunion, making of, stuff like that. Yeah. Interviews. I don't know. But that's what I was I was kind of refreshing and watching the special features and and then I realized oh man these special features are kind of old now. Anyway, so 20 years uh from now you watched it. So for people that don't know about this about this film which uh it's hard to believe. Animal House was directed by John Landis. Okay, the synopsis of Animal House at 19 19- At a 1962 college, Dean Vernon Warmer is determined to expel the entire Delta Tau Chai. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Delta fraternity, I'd just say. But those troublemakers have other plans for him. Well, anyway, it's just about these guys trying to join a fraternity and they end up joining the Delta fraternity. And it's just a a party after party fraternity. They try to the dean tries to get him kicked out and all that stuff. And uh, I'm not going to go into great detail about it. It's just a good, it's just a party movie. And <laughs> right. Just tell me what you think of the movie and then we'll go off from there. And then I'll oh, I thought, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's hilarious. I think it's a funny movie. Um, it's in the same vein as, you know, like the Hollywood nights. Like this was, this was like my dad's second favorite movie. So, this was played a lot when I was when I was young, and uh, uh, you know, just you know, just practical jokes and um, John Belushi just being John Belushi. I mean, he's like one, and he wasn't actually that fat back then, but you know, he just has like like that weird little tortoise build, and everything he does is funny. And uh, there's a lot of uh, you know, late '70s, early '80s gratuitous boob shots in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's it's just a fun movie. I mean, it's it went by like super super quick. It did, it hold, didn't it? it? It holds your attention for sure. Yeah, John Belushi's eyebrows, man. He just make any face look look funny. You yeah. Know? But uh, but yeah, I did not know. So this was your dad's second favorite film. That's oh, that's yeah. awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it probably as long as you have. It's probably been close to twenty years. Maybe more. I don't know. Maybe not. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But you know, um, probably in the last decade, I've probably seen it. Seen it uh, 
but I haven't watched the book. I got on Blu-ray and I finally watched it. I, I had a great experience rewatching this. It was just, it, it's just a timeless comedy. I mean, it's, it's so much fun and there's so many big actors in it, you know, that became big after, after this movie. Right. And, you know, the highest paid actor really was uh, John Belushi initially. And it was 40000 they paid him to do this movie. Well, I read they paid Sutherland 75000 Well, I read, well, it, it might have been, uh, yeah, I don't know. When I was watching the making of it, they said that John Belushi was the highest one. But what I read was Donald Sutherland made 35000 but then he... He um, was was uh, granted two point five percent of the film's profits. So initially, he was paid less, but in the overall run of it, he was paid uh, a lot more because if he made you know two point five percent of what it grossed, that would that was a good paycheck. But I could be wrong on that. I don't know. We you know we obviously wrote uh, read two different things. So who knows. Maybe it was seventy-five in the end, you know. Yeah, possibly. Just uh, I had read that they they offered him um, just a, like a stake in the movie's profits, and he thought that the movie was just was was just gonna flop. So he he just took like the cash payout. Oh, really? Huh? Somebody's wrong on it. I don't know who. You know, whatever we read, <laughs> whatever. I forget what side I read it on. So Kevin Bacon. You know that was his first movie, and he was only making like seven hundred a week for five weeks. But I guess in nineteen seventy eight, that's a pretty good paycheck. But uh, yeah, for not you know, it's not like I you're mean, it's not, you're, not, you're not doing manual labor. You're not no. like laying brick. <laughs> no, and they and they weren't they weren't even going to do this movie because it was supposed to be like they wanted. Uh, I, I think they wanted Chevy Chase and some other people to do it and. It was gonna, but um, the Landis didn't want to make, I guess, a SNL film, you know. So right, they they got Chevy out and whatever, and um, they they only had Belushi, I guess, as the uh, big Saturday Night Live guy. But yeah, it was pretty much an unknown cast um, for the most part, and the studio wasn't going to do it until they got a, a major star on there, and that was uh, Donald, Donald uh, Sutherland. And I guess the movie wouldn't have been made if, uh, if um, well, supposedly, uh, if John Landis didn't babysit Kiefer Sutherland, is what I heard. <laughs> I guess they had him, uh, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was a story about them, I guess they had to watch, watch the kid. I don't know where, the, where his mom was. Of course, you don't know everything you read, but. Right, but one thing I I watched the making of, dude. And did you know they got in a big, uh, big brawl? Like, yeah, prior to filming that, or something. Prior to right? filming, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, is this for real? Yeah, yeah. Somebody got a um, chip tooth, and uh, Tim Matheson got. I don't know. He got. He got. Uh, majorly uh i don't know a lot of punches thrown at him and uh yeah it was it, it's uh wait who's widows widow's teeth james widows that's it hoover the hoover actor the guy that plays yeah. james will through through a beer or or uh, you know i think he had a beer in his hand or something and and uh 
hit the beer and it went all over the guy's face. And then uh, all these these uh, fraternity brothers came down. I guess it was a big brawl. What I want to know is, uh, you know, somebody had a black guy and all that stuff. And if they were filming right right prior to that, I don't know if it was on a Friday or Saturday, but they were filming on Monday. Would they put makeup on their you know, bruises? Or did they film that real fight scene in yeah. the movie and just use their natural, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they probably just filmed it out of order, right? So that their their wounds would heal maybe or whatever. And I don't know. It's kind of funny. I did not know that. But they, uh, they stayed in some hotel room and they partied a lot, you know, as they were making the movie. And it sounds like a great time. I mean, it sounds like Animal House was a great time to, uh, a great experience, you know, making a film. Yeah. Just a bunch of young kids freaking partying and making a movie during the day, partying at night. This was, uh, this was Karen Allen's first movie, too. So we all know Karen Allen. She made it to, uh, then made it big on Raiders Lost Ark. What, what other movies, you know, did she, did she make it in after that? She she was in Starman. Oh yeah, Starman. Yeah, I think those were like a real big ones. And then she kind of disappeared off the scene for a long time. Okay. Um. Well, we all know. Let's talk about some of the cast members. We all know Needlemeyer, Mark Metcalf. Of course, we didn't know him, you know, maybe back then, but later on, uh, he became a pretty iconic figure in the uh, Twisted Sister video. Uh, I'm not going to take it. We're not going to take it? Or we're not going to take it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he started, uh, he started in that music video and got pretty famous from that. I mean, he was famous in Animal House, obviously. His character, but uh, yeah, I think that video kind of pushed him uh, into a to a whole nother stratosphere because it was pretty popular back then. Yeah, I don't know if it translated really into his movie career or anything, but yeah, I, don't know. I can't think of a whole lot he was in, honestly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he just you know, you saw him all over though in the eighties. I mean, that that music video they played that music video all the time. Okay, John Landis. I didn't know. I guess he did the. Did he direct the Blues Brothers too? Maybe he did. I I think he did. And Trading Places. So those are two really big hits right there. I was thinking American Werewolf in London was uh, my favorite picture he did. But I don't know, man. I love the Blues Brothers and Trading Places. So I don't know. That's a that's a tough call. Those are two great comedies. I've never seen Trading Places. Really? No. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, you know, the sad thing is, you know, Blue, we might as well go to Belushi. I mean, you know, he only lived to 33. And I know we've talked about him before in something, whatever we were, one of the podcasts. But, uh, you know, he passed away in 82. So uh, when did the Blues Brothers come out? Was it 80? I mean, he he had a good run of movies till he died. Yeah, Blues Brothers was eighty, 
and then he was in uh, what was the other one? Continental Divide. He was in, and was he in a lot of movies? Oh, I, I... well, he he had a good run, man. I mean, for for as as short his career was, short as his career was. Um, I mean, his last movie I think was Neighbors. Did you ever see that one? Yes. Yeah, I like that movie. I think it had Dan Dan Aykroyd, didn't it? Uh, uh, uh yeah. Yeah, did have Dan Weird Neighbors, yeah. He was in 1941 too. 1941, yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good one. Yes, I mean that that was pretty much it. He he uh, he did 1941, Animal House, Blues Brothers, Continental Divide, and and Neighbors, and then yeah, he. he but died. but his career started, his movie career started with Animal House. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. He puts out Animal House. Then he goes right to 1941. Then he goes to the Blues Brothers. And then con- what was a Continental Divide and, and then yeah. Neighbors, I guess. So I mean it yeah. was it was one after the other. And I know with the Animal House, I thought he was like one of those guys that was partying all the time, but apparently he was staying in a in a hotel away yeah, from because- them. Yeah, because they knew he couldn't handle it. Yeah. So that was uh, that was interesting. So I, you know, you, you you think about this fight they had. You think about those guys, you know, were beating up the cast members of this movie. I mean, what was going through their heads? You know, I mean, if I was in college and I knew these guys were filming a movie at the college, man, I I would be like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, trying. <laughs> trying to be all cool and they're wanting to beat their asses and uh then this movie comes out it's a huge hit i wonder what their thoughts were after that i beat that guy up or uh, yeah probably or or were they like uh oh man i feel bad man these <laughs> i don't know it's just a weird it's just a weird deal obviously these guys weren't uh weren't given two shits about it, you know if they were going to be big stars or not. As far as uh, the movie goes, there were some really good writers on it. Besides directing, um, it was directed by John Landis and written by Harold Ramis, which we know from what Ghostbusters and uh, was produced by Ivan Reitman, another Ghostbusters uh, producer, mm-hmm. and written. Oh, written with Doug Kenny and Chris Miller. Well, Douglas Kenny, he wrote, uh, what, Caddyshack or something? I think he was part of that crew. I mean, he was a National Lampoon's writer, co-founder, or whatever. All these guys came from National Lampoon. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, filmography. Yeah, he was involved in Caddyshack. He was involved in Heavy Metal. That's a weird one. I didn't know he was involved in that one. He wasn't the writer. He oh, he was an actor. He was an actor in that one. So he played uh, Storkman. What character was that? Gosh, I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell. It must have been like a tiny part, bit part or something. Douglas Kenny as Dwayne Stork Storkman. Why? Why the hell can I think of that character? Oh, he didn't really say much. He was the weird guy with the glasses. Oh yeah 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 okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I just saw a picture of him. Um, okay, Tim Matheson. I always liked Tim Matheson. He was in uh, 
another good comedy called Up the Creek in the 80s. It was another teen comedy. I think Animal House probably was the movie that kicked off the raunchy teen comedies of the 80s. Don't you? Because, I mean, it's it had to have. Yeah, because I can't really think... I can't really think of anything else earlier, to be honest with you. I mean, there might have been something here and there, but I don't think so. Because when was... Uh, when was like uh, meatballs and like a porkies? Those were like what? Well, porkies was eighty. Meatballs, I think, was seventy nine. So this was, I think, the first one. Oh well, you know, I mean, there was some B movies probably out there, but as far as uh, major major hits, I don't, I don't think I could think of any any uh, teen comedies that were big in the seventies. Let me see what what meatballs uh, when meatballs came out, but I think it's seventy nine. Yeah, it's seventy nine. Oh, it was directed by Ivan Reitman. So, Ghostbusters, Stripes, uh, yeah, some. So he's he's done some good ones, really good ones. Who's your favorite character in Animal House? Do you got a favorite character? Or? Um. Uh, probably either Dorfman or, uh, or, or what's his name, uh, or John Belushi's character. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah I, Belushi's always my favorite. Then I, th- I really like Otter. You know, Tim Matheson's character. He's a funny guy, and Dorfman. Um, and the problem with uh, Dorfman, who, uh, who his nickname in the movie Flounder. Uh, yeah, he died at age 63 in, in uh, June, uh, on June 16th, 2017, with complications of diabetes. And then um, John Belushi, of course, died March 5th, 1982. And my other point was, it's so sad that, you know, he pumped out all these movies, but he, he didn't get a chance to to see how, you know, yeah, his legacy, you know, it, it, it's crazy. And I guess he's a really smart guy. He was really like intelligent. He was. I mean, you you know, you look at him and stuff. He seems like a goofball, but I guess he's like like a brain. He wasn't that smart to be doing heroin and cocaine at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. All those guys like on uh, Saturday Night Live, man, they were just all snorting cocaine back then. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that's where he got hooked, I would imagine. So, okay, so we got Tim Matheson. Uh, Peter Reigert, Reigert, he played Boone, that character. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing now. That was that was Karen Allen's boyfriend, right? Is that who that was? Yeah, he's still alive. He's 76 now. That's weird, man. You see all these guys young and... <laughs> Now they're like yeah. almost eighty. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't look familiar to me. Like I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything else that he was in. I'm sure he was in a bunch of stuff, but he was like one of the. He was one of the people that kind of got lost in the shuffle of the movie. You know what I mean? Like you don't remember him at all. Like yeah, he's not. I mean, you know, yeah, he kind of blends in. Uh, he's not like yeah, he doesn't stick out like huge like the other guys. Yeah, he he didn't really do anything major after this. 
lot of TV. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey guys, this is Steve here, and I want you to try the best superfood on the market. Field of Greens, real organic superfood. Just use my special coupon code, Healthy Life, for ultimate savings. The benefits of Field of Greens contain antioxidants, boosts immunity, completely organic, supports healthy metabolism, and a natural source of vitamins and minerals. Try Field of Greens today with my special coupon code, Healthy Life, at checkout. Healthy Life. What about the, let's, let's see what the other character, Tom Hulse. Uh, well, he's famous because, you know, he was in Amadeus and that one, that was like a big Academy Award winning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Film. I think that's really what he's known for. Doesn't look like he's been active at all since uh, 2018. He played Larry Pinto Kroger. Stephen First, Flounder, we already went over him. He died in 2017. Bruce uh, McGill played Daniel Simpson, D-Day. Wait, D-Day, He's, Day? he's yeah. been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize him in the movie because he was so young. Yeah. I've seen him in tons of movies when he was older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I did not recognize him at all in this movie. Is he still alive? That's why that, um, I do not know. 72. Yeah, he's still alive. Which one did I just say? Bruce McGill, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's still alive. Okay. Yeah, he's been he's been in a ton of stuff. Collateral, The Insider, Ali, Ali. I don't know. What what else he's been in? Uh, he usually plays like a like politician type uh police sergeant type thing. Okay. You know? Yeah, usually that's kind of his roles or whatever. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff, but you just can't place it, you know. Yeah, you know, because he's just one of those. He's one of those like working type actors. Never wasn't really a big star. Yeah. Okay. So James Widows played Robert Hoove Hoover. Boy, nothing's coming up on him. The he's hell? another one that's done. He's done a lot of stuff, but I think it's just. Nothing super big. Yeah, that's weird. The uh, the link ain't going to IMBD here, so I don't know what's going on here. I mean, undoubtedly, though, I mean the biggest the biggest star out of this movie is is Kevin Bacon. Yeah, and and they would they didn't even want to hang out with Kevin Bacon because they were trying to. I guess they were. They were staying in character, so yeah. he, he he was he was not wanted. I, I felt bad for him. He was like, "Hey guys, what are you guys doing?" And they they wouldn't hang out with him at all, and they, they wouldn't even let him sit at, with them at the premiere because nobody believed he was in the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! So he had he had to sit with the general public at the premiere. Oh my gosh! I bet they feel like idiots now. <laughs> gosh, isn't that something? I guess the other guy, we were just Robert Hoover. He's been in some TV shows. Oh no, he's been a director in some TV shows. Looks like he's he's not acting anymore. More or less dra- directing. No, he's acting a little bit, but they're all TV shows. Looks like just a little bit, you know, here and there. Uh, we talked about Karen Allen. Well, we know John Vernon, Dean Vernon Warmer. That's funny. They used his. Uh, 
his real last name in there, Dean Vernon. I thought it was uh, funny that, you know, it. I don't know if they did it on purpose, but, I mean, it sounds like D. Wormer. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean? Yeah. I wondered if that was uh, on purpose or just just coincidence or whatever, but it sounded funny. Yeah. And um, the, uh, you know, what was, what, I don't know if you, if you, uh, caught it it was funny when they went to remember they went to that jewish school to pick up those chicks and th- then they ended up going out to that club and it was and, and they were like the only white white people in there yeah 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 and <laughs> and that uh, one guy uh after like all of these you know after like they they get noticed and like, like the all the black dudes are surrounding the table yeah and the one character uh goes to the girl and she goes uh he goes what what so what are you studying and then she goes primitive cultures i don't know if that was like a, supposed to be like a, an inside like joke or or what yeah you know that was like uh something like uh you know that kind of stuff you can't even do nowadays you know like the oh yeah and it was... wasn't even and it wasn't even really bad but you know right right there there was some there was there was a lot of a lot of good jokes in there I mean, a lot of these movies won't be made today. Yeah, and then there was just, okay. there was, uh, you know, just, you know, so many butts and boobs in, yeah. this, in this movie, <laughs> which was, which, you know, that was that was the thing. Oh, know, yeah. When they made, you know, these movies in the 70s and 80s, whether it was comedies or horror, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you knew you were going to see a chick in, like, panties, and you were going to see some boobs. Oh yeah, I love the uh, I love the scene where uh, John Belushi's on the ladder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just you know those scenes are iconic through uh, throughout teen you know uh, uh, movies. You know, staring through the window, watching the girls undress. You know, <laughs> it's just right. <laughs> that movie probably inspired all the other ones that followed. You know, but it, it's just uh, it's so funny. And, Did you catch uh, it when, like, when, when, when he he fell from the ladder? Yeah. Like when he when he hit the ground, it was like almost like a. It was almost like a splash. Did you you see that? Like a, like, like a pillow. Like, <laughs> well, like or like they maybe had like a. Maybe like some grass, like floating some out of water or something. I don't know. It was weird. I mean, just the way he he landed. It was just it just it looked like you almost hit water. It was strange, but it was so quick. Yeah, that yeah. You didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I figured they probably just had, you know, like a, I don't know, mattress covering grass or something. I don't know what they had. I don't know what it was, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty. It was. It was funny. Yeah, my. Um, I told you my my dad loved this movie, and he. He used to reenact the John Belushi scene uh, all the time at home and piss my mom off. The part where what he goes I? up <laughs> he, in, in the in the cafeteria and he yeah. puts the hard boiled eggs in his mouth and yeah. he goes, "Guess what I am? I'm a zit." My dad used to do that and piss my mom off. For real? Yes, he would oh spray eggs all over the place. I'm a zit. Get it? That was one of the scenes I always remembered from way back in the day. That 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 scene you know and i i love that when he's going through the line just <laughs> he's right. just like picking up 
everything, putting it everywhere he can, you know, all that food. But yeah, you're right. He wasn't that big. He wasn't that big at all. He was definitely heavier in the Blues Brothers. So the, uh, let's see, let's go over some other other things. Uh, filming took place at the University of Oregon. Oregon? Yeah, Oregon. Because they didn't read the script and regretting, and they regretted turning down the graduate. Did you hear that story? Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. And then as soon as as soon as they started filming and somebody else read the script, they regretted uh, like allowing them to do it. <laughs> Imagine that. But they allowed the uh, they, they let them use the real dean's office, and they actually put a horse in there. The Animal House script began as a Charles Manson high school movie. Did you did you read that? No. Several drafts later, the film changed completely, and they decided. They they decided the setting should be a college campus, presume, presumably, uh, so they could get away from, get away with more raunchy, lowbrow material. See, everybody is drunk, high, or getting laid. I never, I never make this movie, prompting prompting Landis to cut a scene featuring a vomiting contest. What? Oh, that's a producer at Universal said. He wasn't too impressed. Oh, here it is, dude. If John Landis hadn't babysat Kiefer Sutherland, Animal House might not have been made. National Lampoon began in 1970 when a small group of Harvard students wrote the Lord's, Lord of Rings parody. Uh, let's see here. What's What is this? Luckily, director... Uh, John Landis had gotten to know Donald Sutherland after working with him on Kelly's Heroes and Babysitting Kiefer, and and Sutherland agreed to star as Professor Dave Jennings and be the big name that Universal wanted. So, I don't know. Apparently, he babysat Kiefer Sutherland. Members of the of the then current cast of Saturday Night Live were offered parts, but only John Belushi accepted. The other otter was originally written for Chevy Chase, but he turned down the offer as well. Oh, Chase was notorious for being difficult to work with, and since he was about to star in the lead in foul play, he didn't want to share the starring role with Belushi. Now, I heard a totally different story. I, I heard that they were trying to talk Chevy out of the role and they told him about foul play and or something like that about being a lead mm-hmm. and he took that over the he, he quit Animal House to, to do foul play. I don't know if what's true or what's not. I don't know man. You guys up for a toga party? Toga! Toga! Uh, I think they like the idea of Were toga parties popular before Animal House? That's what I want to know. I guess they were. I read somewhere that they were popular back in the 60s. And then after Animal House came out, it like started the fad again. Yeah, because I always remembered that somebody always was having a toga party or something. I never went to one. You always heard of college parties having a toga party. So that had to be more popular because of Animal House. It, it, you know, it just had had to be, I, I would oh, think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
not gonna be an orgy. It's a toga party. Toga, 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 toga. So let's go over some lines real quick. Obviously, toga, toga, toga is yeah. like an iconic line. Yeah. And then uh, when they when they give them their they give them their grades and they kick them out of out of uh, college or say they're gonna kick them out and and then Belushi goes seven years of college down the drain. Yes, yes, that was a that was an awesome line. Seven years of college down the drain. And and then you just reminded me of one, um, the one about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> we didn't. We're not gonna give. Uh, what what was it when the uh, Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? They didn't give up or something like that. Uh. And I'm I'm I was gagging at that. You know, obviously everybody knows Japanese bombs. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. If you're that, <laughs> if you're that, uh, you know, out of it. But it was funny when he said the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. I thought that was just a classic line right there. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Germans. I like it too when uh, Tim Matheson's character is he's in the supermarket and that the chicks in the vegetable section and he goes, "Mine's bigger," and she goes, "I beg your pardon," and he goes. Oh. Uh, Oh, my cucumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bigger. (laughs) Mine's bigger than that. I beg your pardon? Oh, my cucumber. It's bigger. Yeah, that was a great one. Uh, What was that one? There was one that Dean Wormer said. Something like shit through a goose or something. Gosh, now I can see I can't even remember it. Put a sock on it, boy. Or else you'll be out of here like shit through a goose. What about at the uh, towards the end when, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Pinto? Pinto uh, goes over to see that chick again, and she goes, uh, "Mom, Dad, this is Larry Kroger, the boy who molested me last month." No, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, how they deliver the line. It just some of the lines aren't the greatest, like. But how the delivery is, I guess, and the mannerisms. Like, you know, with uh, Belushi doing the zit thing. Uh, okay, you know, it's not a awesome line, but the way he looks and the way he delivers it is just classic. See if you can guess what I am now. I'm a zit. Get it? Might as well join a fucking Peace Corps. If you're fat, you're funny. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. After I graduate, I'm going to get drunk every night. Hi, guys. This is Steve. Do you know your body needs 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and a powerful blend of essential fatty acids? 90 essential nutrients your body needs to stay healthy. In today's world, depleted soil, crop changes, and seasonal inconsistencies are yielding less nutrient-dense food. This is why the Healthy Body Start Pack was created. Longevity's products have been around for decades. If you want to check out the Healthy Body Start Pack, guys, go to naturalhealthagenda.com. Naturalhealthagenda.com. I did read, uh, and it's not a quote, and um, but I did read that the um, the parade scene at the end 
that they filmed part of that on the Universal backlot, and they used the same they used the same part of the lot where they did the uh, clock tower scene for Back to the Future. Oh, really? And he said, and they say, and like just in one real quick shot, you can see the clock tower. But they they try they um, they used every angle but that. Obviously, not for any particular reason, you know, because they hadn't made Back to the Future yet. But yeah, that was the same. That was the same street. Oh, that's cool. Hey, that um, I was just looking at something too. Sarah Holcomb, 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 or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? She was in Animal House. Yeah, she's the one that is invited to the party. Who is it? Pinto. Pinto's trying to get get her you know um and then she goes i'm only 13 or whatever wait a minute was it fast time i thought it was i thought she was the one that that was phoebe cates's friend that wasn't her no um why does she look like her she was in caddyshack oh maybe i'm thinking her caddyshack who was the one that uh shit man the the chicken fast times uh, that was she was um actually really kind of famous um what the heck was her name so she hasn't done anything past Caddyshack according to IMBD huh that's weird oh yeah the other the other chicken fast times was Jennifer Jason Lee oh that's who it is okay never mind yeah, yeah she was she was pretty famous she doesn't she look like her kind of yeah I didn't think so oh, okay um. You sure? <laughs> yeah, no, they, they don't. Look, they don't look nothing alike. Oh man, I don't think so. Maybe I should edit that part out. Is she alive? She's still alive. Oh, my God, I don't even know what she's doing. And it said her film career consisted of only four films and a two-year period, and two of those films turned out to be the most successful low-budget comedies of the era: National Lampoon's Animal House and Caddyshack. They don't say anything else about her. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that one, um, that line you were talking about. Didn't you say uh, the boy who molested me last month? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's where it gets confusing because Pinto is Larry Kroger. Right. They all have those nicknames. So it's it's like when you're saying the nickname, then you're forgetting their other, the real name, you know. Yeah, I totally remember her in Caddyshack. I can't believe, I can't believe she didn't do anything after that. That is so weird, huh? She's probably working at like a some retail establishment for the last uh, thirty years, forty years, fifty. Wait, how long has it been? Damn, <laughs> she might be retired now. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, I would think. <laughs> Where the she's hell is 20, she? she she was twenty and or nineteen and seventy eight. So I mean, she's she's up there. She disappeared from the limelight soon after Caddyshack. It is reported reported that her career was thrown off course by major personal problems, including struggles with bro- drugs and mental illness. Sarah Holcomb was born September 11, 1958 in Western Connecticut. Not a great deal is known about her early life, but she started making her first movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she in Jaws too. Holcomb's Breaking came 1978. She had initially been set to appear in one of the summer's most. Oh, she was set to appear in Jaws too. 
unfortunately, as a screenplay, was still relatively heavily written right up to the start. Of the Holcomb was one among a number of prospective stars who wound up being cut from the sequel before it began shooting. So she was cut from uh, Jaws 2. Well, I mean, it said she got hooked on drugs or something, right? Or something, and she, she might have been put in an institution or something for a while. Uh, Doug Kenny, let's see. Kenny, who also wrote and produced Caddyshack, died in August 1980 after falling from a cliff in Hawaii. What, really? Doug Kenny did? Co writer Doug Kenny, John Luce Ram. Hmm. Wow. All Belushi died with multiple drug intoxication in 19... Happily, Holcomb did not meet a similar end, but her fate was still tragic. Miller explains Sarah wound up in some home for fucked up young girls. She wound up sort of erased from life. I don't know what became of her sad story. Wow. That is weird. A little more detail was added to Holcomb's story by a 2007 blog post detailing a personal encounter with a former actress in the late 80s. At the time, Holcomb reportedly stated of her career lull, acting jobs are hard to come by and I've been dealing with a lot of personal issues lately. While little is known for certain, it is widely claimed that Holcomb Spent some time in a psychiatric hospital. Yeah, see, I called it. Yep, you did. It may have been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Her current whereabouts are unknown, but it's thought that she she lives under a, an assumed name somewhere far away from Hollywood. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's weird. That's a weird story there. Yeah. Huh. Oh man, it happens. Yeah. yeah. That's weird, man. You know, you're you're in one of the the biggest movies, but you're just like you you you're pretty much erased from you know, you don't want anything to do with it. Like you're at, you, you just <laughs> she's she's living as a stranger somewhere, you know, like no like that's so weird, you know. When you think about it. I mean, she could be dead, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but, by now, yeah. Jeez. That's a strange story. I mean, it happens. It happens to, you know, look at, um, what's her name? Uh, Dana Plato. Remember her? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. But she she died of drug drugs drug overdose or something? I think, she, I think she, yeah. I, something? I, I think she, like, I think that she died in a freaking laundromat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think any big teen comedy came out until well we talked about meatballs meatballs would have been the next one but i think porky's was the one that that went what about a hundred steps further from uh animal house oh yeah for sure it was definitely more raunchy yeah i think like the horror movies they just got more the horror movies got more bloodier and the teen comedies just got more raunchier. You know, Porky set the standard for, like, just going over the top. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't, gosh, I haven't seen Porky's in 
it's been a long, long time. I, I, I remember, I remember key scenes that you'll never forget from the movie, but I, I don't, I don't remember the movie as a whole much anymore. Well, you know, the key scene that I always, nobody forgot was the, the hole, the, yeah, yeah. the hole in the shower scene. Was this ball breaker? <laughs> ball breaker. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked about this before cause we did, uh, you know, Christmas story and Bob Clark was the one that did Porky's, you know, did direct Porky's and yeah. you would, you wouldn't know it. I mean, he did black Christmas and he did uh, a Christmas story. It's hard to believe he did Porky's, but he set the standard pretty much uh, for the eighties. But I don't think Porky's would have been made without Animal House, to be honest with you, because Animal House just grows so much money for for that comedy, and they didn't particularly want to do it. Yeah, and a lot of critics were were pissed off and and offended by it. You know, even in in those days. So, so yeah, I think uh, I think because of Animal House, Porky's was able to uh, to be made. I watched Porky's like not not too long ago, a couple years ago, and I'll tell you, man, it held, it holds up big time. Uh, in fact, I watched all three of them. Now, the first two are only made by Bob Clark, uh-huh. and the third one's made by somebody else. But I, I yeah, I, I don't know, man. I love Porky's. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's all there's to it. It's just good. It's just good. Hey, would food fights ever have happened without Animal House? Well, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, so so I'm reading here. So music, music. Uh, the film soundtrack features popular songs from the 50s and 60s, including, that's the one I was thinking, Louie Louie. That's always played at like... Uh, you know, they've always played that at weddings and stuff like that. Uh, and then Shout by the Isley Brothers. Soundtrack album was a commercial success in its own right. Um, here you go. Animal House received mixed reviews from critics upon its release, with some praising its humor and subversive spirit, while others criticize its raunchiness. However, it has since gained a, hey, here's the key word, cult following, and is now considered a comedy classic. Two, two of the words I, I love to use. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about the, how they ended uh, Animal House, the parade scene? Oh, I, th- I, think, I, think, I think it was cool, only yeah. because how really... Oh, really, where you're going to end the movie? So, I mean, it was kind of, uh, you know, appropriate that you just kind of leave it where it's, you know, everything's just one big disaster, and then they just, they do that stop frame and tell you what, what happened to everybody. Yeah, you know? that was cool, yeah. yeah. Said John Belushi's character, or Bluto, whatever, him and that chick that he drove off with, he, he became a senator. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I forget what happened to the other guys. It said, uh... It said Pinto became a writer for National Lampoon magazine. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, Niedermeyer got killed by his um, soldiers in Vietnam. 
and um, I don't remember who anybody else. Oh, and the uh, the one guy that drove off. They said that nobody nobody knows where he's at. Yeah. Something. I know the studio didn't like John Landis's choice for composer Elmer Bernstein, and he scored uh, the Ten Commandments and To Kill a Mockingbird. But uh, I think he did, he did a fabulous job on the comedy aspect of it. I, th- I think he did a really good job for that. Hey guys, this is Steve from Retro Media Talk. I have a new project out called Fear Devoid with my old buddy Ryan Machine Keen, guitar virtuoso. It's a heavy metal project. We have a debut track out right now called New World Order. We hope you support it. Download it at Bandcamp. Just go to Bandcamp.com, search for Fear Devoid, New World Order, and download it. It's only 99 cents, and you would be helping us tremendously. We'll get about 74 cents of that. That 74 cents will help us go on to create more content. We have more songs on the books. We just need your support. So download our new single, New World Order. Do you remember, dude, uh, after Animal House, they, they tried to do a TV series called Delta House? I, I read that, but I, I never I never knew it, no. Yeah, I remember when that aired, but I guess it got canceled after three months. That's crazy. That's got to be one of the shortest well, <laughs> I mean, shows. I mean, we got to think about it. I mean, what could they... What could they do on TV? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't be even close to the movie, you know, just because of the censorship. So. God, yeah, I think. Was, I, I, do, it was doomed to fail. You know what I mean? Holy shit. I don't know if that's fireworks or thunder. It's got to be did fireworks. You, did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that was loud. Gee whiz. Well, it's been... Well, it hasn't... I mean, it was raining hard earlier, but... But yeah, I don't even think it's raining, so it's got to be fireworks. Uh, Yeah, so... uh, Sorry, man, that that, that freaking noise just got to me. (laughs) I was like... It probably didn't sound as loud in the mic, but man, it it like kind of like jolted me because I could feel it. So somebody close by is lighting them off. Might as well join a fucking Peace Corps. Animal House is a comedy classic for sure. 1978 kicked off, I believe, the whole trend in college, teen, school hijinks movies, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I think Animal House kicked it off. And, uh, you know, I love the movie. Totally recommend watching it. Just just a great film. And... uh, it's a it's a snapshot to the seventies, late seventies. So, even though it was based in what sixties, was that what? Yeah, nineteen sixty-two. Yeah, based in nineteen sixty-two, but it definitely a snapshot in the in seventies uh, film film history. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, guys, check us out on. Uh, you can go to retromediatalk.com, Find all the links there, or 
find us on your favorite uh, podcast platform. But we're going to sign out. Uh, we got fireworks going over my house right now, and it, it sounds like a war zone, so I got to figure out what the hell's going on. And uh, that's well, about it. It's 4th of July weekend, Steve. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, I know. I know. It's 4th of July weekend. This podcast won't come out till after that, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully everybody survived 4th of July because uh, by the time this airs, the 4th of July will be over. So hopefully none of your guys' houses uh, burned down because, uh, you know, we have been in a drought even though we have had rain for the last two days. And uh, it makes me nervous when they shoot fireworks off in residential areas. But anyway, so anything else, uh, Lego, you want to say? Uh, absolutely not. No, I don't think so. I think uh, I think we covered what little we could. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We don't do comedies too often, but I I, I thought it'd be great to do uh, Animal House. I, I I love the film. Well, I and, yeah. No, it's a good it's it's a good it's a good movie. Um, like I said, you know, it's very simple plot. So a lot of the movie is just it's just gags and yeah. physical stuff and funny faces and goofy characters and. So I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot to talk about, but the the next comedy that we do do, uh, which you were talking about, that there'll be a lot to talk about in that one. Yeah, for sure. But at least we found something out tonight about Sarah Holcomb. That was interesting to learn. I always like to learn about what the cast, you know, who's alive, who's dead, and you know, who's still I mean, active and who's not. <laughs> you know, I bet I bet there's a lot more people in Hollywood that have had similar fates and crazy stuff you know happen we see people in movies yeah. and we think oh you know they're they're living the high life out yeah. in hollywood and they're you know out in california and everything's going great for them but you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that you know did one two three films and then you know yeah. just i bet life there got is. in the way yeah. and drugs and whatever else and just got ruined you know yeah, that's what's that's what's cool about diving into these older movies. You know, you you watch them; they're they're like a staple of the time, and then you find out the back, you know, history and and stuff of these people. And it's like, oh wow, they're not, you know, they might have done one or two, three, four movies, and they're done. It's just weird, you know. You you think they'd go on to to live this huge career and. uh we think they're famous and they might be working at the grocery store down the street. You know, it's weird. Yeah. It'd be cool to run into somebody like that. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out Animal House. We're Retro Media Talk. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. See you. Vegetables are sensual. People are sensual. Still want to show me your cucumber? Greg. Is anything happening yet? My arm's kind of tired. <laughs>